Well, good morning, friends. It's Thursday, January 7th. Uh, at least I'm taping this for Thursday, January 7th. We're still in our series, The Passion of Jesus Christ by John Piper. And I get to this sixth chapter about why Christ suffered and died and it just has gripped my heart. The other ones have as well, but this one wants me to slow down a little bit. So if you just sit there this morning and maybe write down these scriptures and listen um, however you want to do this, but uh, I'm going to try to slow myself down a little bit this morning and explain by really truthfully sharing mainly what Piper has said in this chapter. I am uh, blown away by it. It's not that it's something that's new to me. It's just that it really grabbed my heart again this morning. Turn to Isaiah chapter 53, uh, 4 through 6. I love Isaiah and I love this chapter, The Suffering Servant Jesus Christ. Um, verses 4 through 6, chapter 53 of Isaiah, 4 through 6. Surely he took up our infirmities and carried our sorrows, yet we considered him stricken by God, smitten by him and afflicted. But he was pierced for our transgressions. He was crushed for our iniquities. The punishment that brought us peace was upon him, and by his wounds we were healed. We all, like sheep, have gone astray, and each of us has turned his own way, and the Lord has laid on him the iniquity of us all. The Lord has laid on Jesus the iniquity of us all. Let me read what Piper has to say and share quite a few scriptures this morning, so you might want to grab um, a piece of paper. Piper says this, The death of Christ is not only the demonstration of God's love, John three sixteen for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. It is also the supreme expression of Christ's own love for all who receive it as their treasure. The early witness, they suffered most for being Christians. They were captured by this fact from Galatians 2.20 that Christ loved me and gave himself for me. John 3.16 talks about the world. Galatians 2.20 makes it more personal in the sense that Christ died for me. He gave himself for me. He loved me. And you can put yourself in that equation. Christ loved you. He gave himself for you. He sacrificed for you. The early church took the self-serving or self-giving act of Christ's sacrifice very personally. They said he loved me. He gave himself for me. And because of that, how could they do nothing else or anything else but just submit their lives completely to him? Surely this is the way we should understand the sufferings and death of Christ. They have to do with me. They're about Christ's love for me personally. It is my sin that cuts, cuts me off from God, not sin in general. It is my sin that cuts me off from God, not sin in general. It is my hard-heartedness and spiritual numbness that demean the worth of Christ. I am lost. I am perishing. When it comes to salvation, I have forfeited all claim on justice. All I can do is plead for mercy. I love Piper's words here, and I pray that they're having the effect um, that the Holy Spirit wants them to have on you, that the effect that he wants them to have on me, that it makes sin personal, it makes it real, it puts my name, my picture, my face in front of me, 
so that I can see that it was because of my sin and my unworthiness that Jesus died. Back to Piper. Then I see Christ suffering and dying. For whom, it says, Christ loved the church and gave himself up for her. Ephesians chapter 5, verse 25. Greater love has no man than this, that someone lays down his life for his friends. John 15, 13. The Son of Man came not to be served, but to serve and to give his life as a ransom for many. Matthew chapter 20 and verse 28. And I ask, am I among the many? Can I be one of his friends? May I belong to the church? And I hear the answer, believe in the Lord Jesus and you will be saved. Acts 16, 31. Everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. Romans chapter 10, 13. Everyone who believes in him receives forgiveness of sins through his name, the name of Jesus Christ. Acts chapter 10 and verse 43. To all who did receive him, who believed in his name, he gave the right to become the children of God. John chapter 1 and verse 12. And whoever believes in him should not perish but have eternal life. John 3.16. My heart is swayed. And I embrace the beauty and the bounty of Christ as my treasure. And there flows into my heart this great reality, the love of Christ is for me. So I say with those early witnesses, he loved me. He gave himself for me. And what do I mean? I mean that he paid the highest price possible to give me the greatest gift possible. Let me say that again. I mean that he paid the highest price possible to give me the greatest gift possible. And what is that? It is the gift he prayed for at the end of his life. Father, I desire this, that they also whom you have given me may be with me where I am to see my glory in the high priestly prayer of John seventeen twenty four. In his suffering and death, we have seen his glory, glory as of the one and only Son from the Father, full of grace and truth, John 1, 14. And we have seen enough to capture us for his cause. But the best is yet to come. He died to secure for us, and that is the love of Jesus. The best is yet to come. He died to secure this for us, and that is the love of Jesus. Let me finish with some scriptures in Romans. I just felt like these scriptures would fit so well within this teaching this morning. Romans chapter 3, 23. These are not um, unheard of scriptures or scriptures that you would know well. For all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. Romans six twenty three. For the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. Romans 8:32 He who did not spare his own son but gave him up for us all how will he not also among with him graciously give us all things I don't know where you're at this morning I don't know that uh, um, that your relationship with God is based on the fact that you were raised in a Christian home or you believe that you're raised in a Christian nation can I tell you that Jesus died for you can I tell you that the sin that nailed Jesus to the cross was your sin? It was my sin. 
It's not the, the, the complete whole of the sin of the world. It's the individual sin of Gary Holding that nailed Jesus to the cross. And it's your sin as well. And the wages of the sin, what we get in payment for our sin is death. This not physical death because we're all going to die and stand before God, but it's the spiritual death where we die inwardly and we're numb to the things of God. And we're just so open to just what we want to do that makes us happy. We live in a society that says, if it feels good, do it. You deserve a break today. Get up and get away to McDonald's. Everything is about you. And the reality is, in a sense, it's true because Jesus made it about you when he sacrificed his, his life, his precious life upon, upon the cruel cross of Calvary. And he did that with not this overall arching picture of the entire universe of everybody who had ever lived, but he did it with individual pictures of everybody who had ever lived. And your picture is there. And my picture is there. So my question to you this morning is, will you respond? Will you respond to this great love? And this great love laid down his life for you and your sin. And simply put, it is a matter of responding and saying, yes, I'm a sinner. And yes, I'm in need of this salvation provided by Jesus Christ and him alone. Let me pray for us. In Numbers chapter 6, verse 24, the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord turn his face towards you and give you peace. If you prayed the prayer this morning and you've asked Jesus to come into your life and to your heart, please respond. Please share that, not so that we can tally your name, but so that I can get some books sent off to you, so that I can pray for you. I, I'm not about numbers, not at all. I'm about you. And if you've given your life to Jesus Christ, we want to be able to pray for you. We have a group of prayer warriors that, that pray over everything, and they consider it a great honor. And I have books and books and books in my library, and I would love to, to get something out to you that help, to help you grow in your relationship with Jesus Christ. God bless you. Till we talk again.